Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Some quotes are dramatic. To be or not to be. And some quotes save you money. Go to Elephant.com and get your free quote online. Or call us at 855-ELEPHANT. More care, less cost. Discover the elephant difference at Elephant.com. Redskins at eight brought to you by SRC Incorporated. Engineer new possibilities at SRC Incorporated. Now hiring intelligence analysts, software and systems engineers. Apply now at srcinc.com slash 980. Chris Cooley, Kevin Sheehan, Cooley and Kevin on the Team 980, and we welcome in Tony Pauline from draftanalyst.com. We've had Tony on the show for several years running as we got close to the draft. Um, and we want to start with the Redskins, Tony, at 13. First of all, what are the chances in your mind's eye that there will be a team below them willing to trade up to 13 and the Skins get a chance to move back a little bit and pick up something? Uh, it, it, it depends on, obviously, it depends on who's there. I, I mean, V2V is the hot name right now. Uh, if V2V is off the board quickly, teams may want to move up to get to Ron Payne. Uh, you really have, I think there may be a possibility, but as we see usually with every draft, there are more teams that want to trade down than actually want to trade up. All right, so at 13, the players, you know you know them all. We, we've been focusing in on guys like Vea and Payne and Fitzpatrick and James and Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds, uh, among others. Who do you think is there and who do you think the Redskins take? I would be shocked if either of the linebackers you mentioned are available. Uh, I would also be shocked if Fitzpatrick is there. Slight chance that Derwin James is there. It's either going to be Vita Via or uh, Deron Payne. Right now, it looks like Payne is the only sure thing of the guys that you mentioned to be there. As I reported last night, there's a belief that Vita Via is moving up draft boards, could end up in the top 10. Are the Redskins just sitting at 13 hoping that any of six players fall to them? Six or seven different players fall to them right now? Well, I mean, they have their draft board. I'm sure they're going to. They will work the draft. They'll entertain uh, offers to move down. If, if one of their highly coveted players starts to slip, maybe they pick up the phone and see if they can move up a, uh, a spot or two. That's the way the draft works. So, you, you know, they've got their draft board. Uh, I don't know that it's just six players. Uh, I, you know, they'll they'll take the players as they uh, as they come off the board, and then they'll decide when they're called to the clock. Would you take Deron Payne at 13? 
I love Deron Payne. I think he's one of the most underrated players in this draft. I've been very vocal about that. People complain he's a two-down defender. He's not much of a pass rusher. I disagree. He's a big, tough guy in the middle. He plays smart football. He's athletic. Caught a touchdown pass at Alabama. In my opinion, he's probably the most underrated defensive lineman in this draft. So the answer is yes. Just on Payne quickly, because I do think there's a real potential that the Redskins end up taking him, even if it's not 13 trading back to get him. I, I do think they love him. Why do you think he's a better pass rusher? Statistically, he hasn't been. Um, what is he showing you? Well, I mean, he plays within the system. Uh, when he, when he, you know, his, his objective in, in that system every, t- every down was not to rush the passer. At times it was oc- to occupy gaps. Other times it was to stay in the zone. I mean, I saw situations where he had a free shot at the quarterback, yet the assignment called for him to stay in the zone, and he was just playing assignment football. So, And they had other pass rushers at Alabama that they needed him to basically clog the middle of the field, occupy the gappers, which would free up those pass rushers. You said there's no chance that Smith or Edmonds drops to 13. Um, if one of them did drop, which of the two would you would the Redskins be more pleased to have drop to 13? I'm sure it'd be Roquan Smith because he's the higher rated player, not by much. Uh, you know, it's a tough question. I think that they would be overjoyed if either of them happened to uh, slide to their selection. Do you think Edmonds can play on the outside, or is he definitely an inside linebacker in the NFL? No, I think he's got the scheme versatility. He can play strong side if you need him. He's athletic. He's got, he moves well laterally. He's not just an uh, in-the-box player. Uh, he gets some depth on his pass drops. Needs a little bit of work on his hip turn. Um, but I, I think he's a scheme versatile and, and a, a, basically a multi-dimensional linebacker. Redskins have talked about multiple times taking a running back in this draft. Uh, they've got a second-round pick, number 44 overall. Uh, who might be there? Who would they want to be there at 44? Uh, I, I think all the top running backs, Darius, besides Saquon Barkley, Darius Geis, Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb are going to be off the board. Although Sonny Michelle, there have been uh, a few red flags medically uh, about his game. In that area, you're looking at potentially Rashad Penny of San Diego State. A lot of people like 5'11", 220 pounds, runs a 4.46, plays big football. Carry on Johnson of Auburn, 5'11 and a half, 213 pounds. Another guy who grinds it on the inside. Maybe Ronald Jones of USC, uh, who helped really Sam Darnold get that offense uh, going. Uh, more of a breakaway, uh, explosive runner rather than a pounder. You know, they'll have a, they'll have a choice of running backs and a variety to choose from. Out of the receivers, I'm interested to, because DJ Moore's been climbing and a lot of people have him over Calvin Ridley. Where do you think the receivers fall in terms of order there? Yeah, right now I have Calvin Ridley and then it's a, as my number one receiver and then it's a toss up between Cortland Sutton and DJ Moore. I think two receivers are going to go in the first round and then that third receiver, whoever it may be, will be off the board quickly at the top of round two. How many quarterbacks do you think end up going in the first round? Five. I don't think Mason Rudolph is a first-round quarterback. It'll be Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and I think that's it. I would be shocked if uh, Mason Rudolph breaks into the first round, though there is some talk that the Jacksonville Jaguars can take him as the first round closes out. You never know what happens, and, and this is one of those drafts that looks like there could be a lot of trades because of the quarterbacks. How many trades do you think we get in the first round? Well, I mean, it depends on how many quarterbacks are left after the Jets uh, make their choice. 
uh, with the third selection. If there's two quarterbacks left, I think you'll start to see some movement. Buffalo is desperate to move up to get a quarterback. That's why they've uh, made those maneuvers. They made that initial maneuver with Cincinnati. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals want to move up. Uh, you know, And then if somebody moves up to get the quarterbacks, that means a position player such as a Minka Fitzpatrick or, or maybe a Tremaine Edmonds starts to fall out of the top eight. Team may want to move up for them. Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm glad they put the time limit on uh, the time limit on it. Or compared to what it used to be in the past, or it could be a six hour. It would have been a six hour first round. <laughs> We're talking to Tony Pauline from DraftAnalyst.com. A couple of just overall draft questions for you. First of all, how good of a draft is this compared to recent drafts? I, I think, like any draft, it's good at certain positions. It's a good running back class. It's a good cornerback class. There's some depth there. It's a good interior offensive line class. You got some uh, ability at the tight end position. I mean, I think it's a solid quarterback class. I think it's a little bit overhyped. And then there are other positions like offensive tackle, like safety, uh, even wide receiver, where the talent is not that great. And you, if you want one of the players at those positions, you better grab them early. You know, typically, or at least recently, we've known who the number one pick was going to be, whether it was Garrett last year or Jared Goff the year before. Um, and sometimes you know the first three or four picks, or you have a pretty good idea of it. Is this, for you, someone who's done this for as long as you've done it, the most unpredictable top half of the first round that you've ever seen? You know, it is, but it's not unexpected, and here's the reason why. I go back to what I said before. I think the quarterbacks are overhyped. I mean, everybody, especially on the outside, focuses on the quarterback because it's such a quarterback-centric league. Yet all of these quarterbacks that everyone's been talking about the last six months, the last five months, they all have great upside, but they all have a big bust factor, which is why I believe we don't know who the first pick of the draft is yet. In fact, literally a month ago, before the Jets made that trade to move up to number three, we didn't even know if Cleveland was going to take a quarterback at the top of the draft. I just think there are so many questions inside war rooms about the bus factor and the downside risk of these quarterbacks. That's why it's so unpredictable. So who do you think is the number one pick? Who does Cleveland take at number one? Right now, I think they got it. it's going to be Sam Darnold. I just can't imagine a team taking Baker Mayfield with the first pick of the draft. He's just not worth the first pick of the draft in my in my estimation, Sam Darnold has a much better upside, but he's got a greater downside. Go back to what I said before. Uh, I think when all is said and done, uh, I think it'll be Sam Darnold, which probably means it's going to be Baker Mayfield. Talking to Tony Pauline from DraftAnalyst.com. Uh, um, give me two or three players that go after the first round that end up being, you know, last year's Alvin Kamara or Kareem Hunt or, you know, the, the players that end up becoming really, really good that become headliners that go after the first round. A receiver, it could be Christian Kirk of, uh, of Texas A&M, an explosive receiver, a game-breaking receiver who also alters the momentum of games with uh, huge punt returns and kick returns. I think he's, he has the ability uh, to help out as a rookie in the NFL and be, be a, a top-flight player. Uh, I also think uh, potentially down the road it's going to be B.J. Hill of North Carolina State. Bradley Chubb understandably gets all the ink uh, from that team, but Hill is a big athletic guy on the inside. He can occupy the gaps. 
He can make plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's a good pass rusher. He's not getting the ink that I, I believe he deserves. But I think a year or two down the road, we'll be, we will be saying good things about B.J. Hill. All right, last one. Awesome. Carry on Johnson or Ronald Jones if he's on the board at 44 for the Redskins? I like Carry on Johnson because I think he's a little bit more durable. Ronald Jones is a home run hitting uh, ball carrier, but he's not a guy that's, you know, does, he's not going to be able to take a lot of carries at the next level. He's more of a complimentary back, in my estimation. I have them ranked very close, but I think with Johnson of Auburn, you have the potential for a guy that's going to be able to carry the ball 12, 15, 18 times a game. Tony, thanks so much for your help. We always appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Tony Pauline, draftanalyst.com. Cooley and Kevin on the Team 980.